0: Did you know God hates lying and views lying as one of the most offensive sins? But yet most people will utter a lie or slander without a second thought. There are a number of people who actually delight in lying and slandering others because they get a sense of enjoyment out of the fact that they are destroying the reputations and lives of those that they utter the lies against, not understanding how much this sin angers and offends God. Because of their lack of understanding of God's word. So why don't self-proclaimed ministers teach about the seriousness of this sin? I don't expect false unlearned ministers to speak the truth. Or to even have knowledge of the truth as it relates to these topics. But I am shocked <coughs> that God's true ministers don't expound on the seriousness of this particular sin. Did you know God promises to destroy any and everyone who happily and blatantly and freely engage in the act of malicious lying and slander by casting them in the lake of fire when they are judged. Very few people understand or know the consequences for the behavior because of their ignorance of God's word and because of the lies and contrasting information they are getting from false unlearned ministers. The Bible says in Matthew 12, 36-37 that every idle word that men speak they shall uh, give an account of in the day of judgment. By your words you shall be justified, and by your words you shall be condemned. So in other words, for a person to make fun of the way another person dresses or to make fun of their living conditions or their economic situation, the slightest things may be amusing to the person who is uttering the words. But it is very offensive to God and our actions that may very well result in condemnation when judged, which is clearly emphasized in Matthew 12, 36 to 37. Now let me begin... By emphasizing, God does not view every lie the same. For instance, a little white lie would not be as offensive as a malicious lie or slander. Like a parent, for instance, telling their ailing son or daughter that everything will be alright to comfort them or appease them, knowing that the situation is more grave and dire than the child understands, is not necessarily viewed in the same way as bearing false witness, slandering, or lying maliciously to destroy a person's name or reputation. This uh, form of lying greatly angers God and will result in condemnation when judged, as opposed to lying, for instance, to comfort an ailing child so as not to put the uh, them under uh, mental or emotional duress when knowing the situation is more dire than the child knows because the parent has faith that the situation is going to turn out for the better anyway. Or lying to get a friend out of a dangerous situation because you know in your heart that friend is not guilty of what they are being punished for but this person later understands the error of their ways and works to ensure that it does not happen again. As opposed to a person who regularly engages in the practice of lying and slandering viciously and maliciously to hurt and do harm. This type of blatant lying results in condemnation when judged. And God takes the sin of malicious lying, bearing false witness and slandering very, very, very seriously and promises to destroy anyone who freely and happily engages in the behavior when they are judged. Let's examine God's Word to get a clear understanding of how God feels about the sand of wine, slandering, and bearing false witness, and about how He promises to punish it. Today's audio is entitled, Thou Shalt Not Lie. This audio is recorded Saturday, February twenty-second, 2014. Let's begin by going to Psalms, chapter 5, verse 6. Psalms chapter 5 verse 6 and as it states here thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing the Lord will abhor the bloody and deceitful man God is emphasizing here in Psalms chapter 5 verse 6 that he was going he is going to destroy the person that speaks lies the term leasing means to lie a liar or to lie and it goes on to say the Lord abhor hates the bloody or violent And deceitful or deceptive man. And the deceitful man is a liar pretty much. Deception and deceitful and lying uh, can all be used interchangeably for the most part. So the Bible emphasizes and tells us that God hates the bloody and deceitful man or the violent uh, man. And uh, the, the, the liar or the deceptive individual. And he emphasizes that he is going to destroy the leaser or the liar. And that is a theme that is emphasized throughout the Word of God and I hope to make that even more clear to you as we proceed. That God promises to destroy anybody who happily engages in the practice of lying, slandering, and bearing false witness maliciously and viciously to harm or hurt. And um, it is just a sin that is extremely offensive to God. And um, God promises to deal with it in a very... Uh, serious and brutal fashion for the most part. I hope to make that clear to you as we proceed. Now let's continue to Psalms chapter 12 verse 4 Psalms chapter 12 verse 4 as it states here, who have said with our tongue we will prevail our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? Now it's emphasizing here that uh, there are individuals who say with our tongue we prevail. In other words they say uh, by lying uh, you know we're going to defeat these individuals or the individuals that they're lying against lying and bearing false witness and slandering because that can is can be extremely destructive and that is something uh you know god again takes seriously and when you really analyze it you understand that the things that hurt man seriously you know those are the things that anger god greatly Uh, murder is another thing that god hates and detests and he promises to destroy all murderers liars he says all liars he and that's emphasized in revelation 21 7 through 8 and we'll be getting to that here momentarily God promises to destroy all liars when He judges them, and again, that is a theme that is emphasized throughout the Bible, not just in one book but in several books throughout the Bible and that it gives it more uh gives it more credibility in terms of uh how God views the sin and how offensive it is to to God and uh, that he will mention uh the seriousness and the the punishment that will be leveled against it throughout the Bible and in several different books, Psalms, Proverbs, Revelation, uh, James, you know, just emphasizing so many books how God views the sin of lying and uh, what he promises to do to those that happily and freely engage in the act of lying and slandering maliciously. But it says here again, these individuals say, who have said with our tongue, we, we will prevail or they say, well, we're going to destroy these individuals by line and you f- and you find the the uh one of the primary groups that are engaging in that type of behavior is the homosexual and lesbian community uh they engage in the act of lying and slander slandering maliciously and viciously and actually doing it in a number of these schools uh and what is what people don't understand uh in terms of lying on on uh, uh students and things of that nature. Uh, a number of these students who reject the advances of these sexual deviants uh, so their sexual deviants would get offended and begin to spread rumors and lies about the individual being homosexual and gay. And a number of these these young men and young uh, ladies can't deal with it and they commit suicide, you know, because they're, I mean, they're, they're really so troubled uh, uh, by it and they, they really don't know how to deal with it. Because, again, you know, they're, they're children for the most part and children are not are not seasoned. Uh, they, they don 't have the experience the knowledge the wisdom uh, and the strength you know uh, you know that life you know going through life 's trials and tribulations uh, produces and cultivates uh, they don 't have that you know so they really don 't have to know how to deal with these situations, so a number of them view suicide as the only option the only viable option to get out uh, get you know get get uh, uh, from under it. Because no matter how they try to justify and promote this filthy, that filthy perversion as being as being wholesome and good, a number of these young adults understand that it's disgusting and filthy, and uh, you know it is a sh- it's, it's it's a shameful thing to be, be even uh, to be even uh, referred to as being homosexual, you know, and that's what these homosexuals and lesbians are doing. Those that reject their advances uh, and uh, reject their perverted interests, uh, you know, they'll they'll. Go behind their backs and lie on them and falsely accuse those those individuals of being what they are anyway. And that's done in many respects to try to draw them into the filthy lifestyle as well. And again, they're, they're doing this on a consistent basis. Again, they're, they're some of the biggest lies and cowards on the, on the face of earth. And I say that without any reservations because I know it to be the absolute truth. And I try to emphasize that in a number of these audios because I know how wicked this movement is and these individuals are. And how cowardly they, cowardly they are and how they slander and bear false witness and lie incessantly and uh, that is something they're going to have to they're going to pay for they don't understand that and uh, what they don't understand is God is growing extremely impatient uh, with the practice of lying especially these perverts and sexual deviants who are engaging in the act of lying and slandering and bearing false witness when they themselves are only once guilty of that filth and uh, God views takes that very seriously that is the type of behavior that was most certainly going to lead to being burned alive when judged god's word is clear about that and I hope to make that even more clear clear to you as we proceed but uh, god is growing extremely impatient with these individuals and because of that because of the the blatant the the malicious lying that they're engaging in you're going to see a number of them dying in accidents car accidents from diseases from other forms of, of accidents and violent acts and things of that nature uh, and, and, and much of that is God's judgment and wrath being visited upon them, uh, because it is evil that they do, and how destructive the act of slandering and bearing false witness and lying is. It is a extremely, extremely destructive practice, you know, because you can completely destroy a person's name and reputation in their life just by lying. It's an, it's the uh, complete act of an utter and complete coward, uh, because they do it from a distance. Uh, And it can be done in another city and you're not knowing the person is just lying on you and just destroying your name and your reputation. And again, it's a cowardly act and most cowards engage in it because they don't have the the courage or the uh, fortitude or the, uh, you know, to to confront an individual uh, face to face or from a physical perspective because they they know they lose terribly and being really embarrassed. Uh, you know, so they engage in a cowardly act of lying and bearing false witness and slandering to destroy that person's name and reputation. But again, that is one of the most offensive things you t- you can do. It falls in in in, uh, in conjunction with homosexuality and murder. All those can be co- really categorized in the same category in terms of abominable acts. But in all honesty, God never referred to murder as an abomination, but He does refer to homosexuality that filthy ungodly perversion and all the evil because of all the evil that that filthy nasty perversion produces uh, which is emphasized in, in uh, romans chapter 1 verses 26 through 32 and i cover this in in a number of audios because i understand how filthy to that, that behavior is i know how it completely warps the spirit that about twists the mind of these individuals and produces that abominable evil that is clearly emphasized in romans chapter 1 verse 26 to 32, something that I've seen with my own eyes. And you can actually go to my site, www.theTruthPlaneAndSimple.info, and you'll find a slew of information about how sick homosexuals and lesbians are and the sick, distorted, and evil practices that they consistently and continuously uh, engage in as it relates to murder, harassment, lying, slandering, manipulation. Uh... Uh, you know some of some of everything that they engage in, and it is clearly outlined by the word of god god 's word is true, but uh, again, this is something that they do on a consistent basis, and that that the fact that they're engaging in it uh viciously and maliciously you know uh with just lying, know that they 're lying know know that they 're lying before they even let the lie roll off their tongues uh, and they 're going to start to be punished for that. Remember where you heard it from first um. They're going to start, God is running out of patience with these lies and these evil sexual deviants. And the evil that that ungodly, filthy perversion produces, which is clearly outlined by God's word. And I, I see it with my own, I've seen it with my own eyes. And if you can go to my site, you'll see it with your own eyes as well. And that's just a, uh, I'm just really, uh, you know, scratching the surface of what they're engaged in. But if you go to my site, you'll see it clearly, how that filthy perversion, the evil that that filthy perversion cultivates and produces. It is evident, you know, all through my site, links exposing these perverts and sexual deviants, these haters of God, for who and what they really are. And I'm commanded by Almighty God to expose this filth for what it is, and that's what I'll continue to do. And um, but they're but they're going to be t- t- punished in this physical life. You're going to see that ramp up because God is growing totally impatient with these these cowards and these haters of God. And uh, they're going to be destroyed when they stand before God to be judged in the most painful and, and horrific fashion. Make no mistake about that, uh, to make that clear to you as we proceed. But uh, again, uh, let's go over that again. It says, Thou shalt. Uh, they, these individuals, rather, that's Psalms chapter 12, verse 4. They say, Who have said with our tongue, We will prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? So they say, "Our Their lips are their own. They're going to prevail by lying and slandering and destroying the lives of innocent people falsely accusing others of what they do and they, again that is primarily that's talking about the homosexual and lesbian community primarily and in, in this end time they are the primary group that are engaged in that form of deception slander brand false witness and false those false accusations but they do it do it cowardly and secretly uh, when the person is not aware that they're doing it but they, they're going to be start again keep, remember where you heard it from first a number of these individuals, these homosexuals and these sexual deviants that engage in that behavior are going to start dying in droves and, 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 and accidents and by disease and violent acts and a number of other things. You know, um, But um, they say and they say our lips are our own. In other words, uh, their lips belong to them. And they say who is Lord over us or who rules over us. But, uh, you know, as I've covered in previous audios, your that lip, your lips don't belong to you and that the tongue in your mouth those doesn't belong to you. You know, the food you eat doesn't belong to you. The air you breathe doesn't belong to you. Uh, You know, the food you eat doesn't belong to you. The clothes you wear don't belong to you because they're created from God's resources. The cars you ride around in don't belong to you because that is created from God's resources. Uh, You know, the houses you live in don't belong to you because that, that is created from God's resources, from the bodies and the life that God gave you to create the things, you know. Uh, your sons and daughters don't belong to you because they they're created from the ovaries and the the, the, the seed, the semen that God cr- g- gave to man and the ovaries that God gave to woman, and the bodies to to, uh, to engage in the the act of uh, reproduction the, the the sex act that pr- results in reproduction. All that comes from Almighty God, none of these things belong to you, so but these individuals say our lips are our own and uh, who is lord over us but you're going to find out when you stand before god that that tongue and those lips and that mouth was never yours and uh, you really leasing it and how you how god judges you is going to determine whether your lease is going to be renewed or not and but they also it says go on to say who is lord over us or who rules over us but god rules over you and you will understand that you may not believe it now but you're about to find it out you can believe that now let's continue to psalm chapter 40 verse 5 psalm chapter 40 verse 5 as This states here, the blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies now this man, uh, the righteous man don't uh, makes the Lord his trust he don't respect the pride he has no respect for the proud because we know a proud man is a wicked man, and a proud man is an ignorant man. You show me a proud man, and I'll show you an ignorant and a wicked man, and the more proud he is, the more ignorant and wicked he is and i don't you know you know he may put on front and he may be able to articulate uh you know uh, uh on a certain level Uh, but when you really analyze and evaluate him he may be knowledgeable to a certain degree you know uh, but he's not very wise and there's a big difference between wisdom and knowledge there's a big difference Uh, you know knowledge is the ability to operate a computer computer repair uh, you know to create computer programming programs and things of that nature wisdom is the things the knowledge of God and life knowledge of life and the things of God those things that uh, produce life and result in life and then when you stand before god and when uh, as you live in this this physical life that is what wisdom is it is much more valuable like the bible says wisdom is more precious than gold knowledge is decent it's okay it's good but it cannot compare to wisdom and they're completely t- two totally uh, different things but it says here Again, that the the, the righteous man, he has no respect for the proud and he don't uh, turn aside to lies. In other words, he he doesn't believe the lies or any and everything that rolls off another individual's tongue because they understand how wicked and and, and perverse his world is. And, uh, you know, there's a model that I've been living by for over 25 years uh, for the most part. Uh, And that is, believe none of what you hear and only some of what you see until you've thoroughly analyzed and evaluated the situation yourself. Certainly you don't believe nothing that you hear until you've checked into that thoroughly. And you don't even believe everything that you see because what you see all the time is not necessarily what it appears to be. Uh, and you want to analyze that as well until you've thoroughly analyzed that situation and evaluated it. That's what a righteous man does. He doesn't believe what's rolling off another man's uh, man or woman's tongue unless they've thoroughly analyzed and evaluated it. The wicked, on the other hand, like the Bible says, the wicked... A man give it heed to false lips and a lie. Give it heed to an, a naughty tongue. Um, uh, you know, in other words, the wicked man is easily deceived himself, or the wicked man is woman, or woman. Excuse me, that person that's living contrary to God and His Word is easily deceived. They're quick to believe the lie. Primarily because they want the lie to be true because that they gives they give them some type of form of justification that what they do is not so wrong. And that's what it amounts to. That's why a wicked individual is quick to believe the lie because he is filthy. So he wants what this person is saying about this other person to be true uh, so because it gives them a sense of justification that they're not filthy by themselves or, uh, you know, completely corrupt themselves. And that's what he really amounts to. So, so they're much more apt to embrace uh, believe, embrace, and, and even spread the lie themselves. But a righteous man, he don't, he don't believe what's just thrown off another person's tongue. He's going to thoroughly evaluate and analyze this situation uh, before he draws any conclusions. Now let's continue to Psalm chapter 58, verses 2 through 4. Psalm chapter 58, verses 2 through 4. As it states here, Yea, in heart ye work wickedness. Ye weigh the violence of your hands in the earth. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as they be born, as soon as they be born, speaking lies. They're poisonous like the poison of a serpent. They are like the deaf adder that stoppeth her ear. <laughs> uh, the wicked man, is being uh, a wicked and a liar, are uh, being uh, pretty much. Um, um, those particular terms are pretty much being used interchangeably because a a liar is is pretty much a wicked individual and a wicked individual uh, will be lying. You can rest assured of that. Uh, But a liar, a vicious, malicious liar is a wicked person and a wicked person lies consistently. You can pretty much believe that. Uh, But the Bible says that they are estranged from the womb and they go astray as soon as they be born speaking lies. That's that's amazing. Let's continue the Psalms. Uh, chapter 101 verses 6-8 through eight. Psalms chapter 101 verses 6-8 through eight. as it states here mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land that they may dwell with me he that walketh in a perfect way he shall serve me he that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house he that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight I will early destroy all the wicked of the land that I might cut off all wicked doers from the city of the Lord All right. now God is emphasizing that the he that telleth lies, individual that telleth lies is not going to tarry in God's sight. And now you have a number of these uh, excuse me, false ministers who uh, teach these false doctrines that no matter what you do, you know, you know as long as you accept Jesus Christ verbally, it's all done for you. And uh, those lying false ministers are going to pay for that for teaching those lies because it cultivates and promotes re- uh, hypocrisy and rebellion against the commandments and the word of God as a whole. Uh, but God says here, he says, anybody that's telling lies is not going to tarry in his sight. And he says the man that work deceit is not going to dwell in this house. He's, he's talking about the spiritual house. And uh, let's go over that one more time. And, and again, Psalms 101, verses 6 through 8. Mine eyes shall be up on the faithful of the land that they may dwell with me. And he's talking about being born into a spiritual family here. That those faithful to his commandments and his word to produce fruit, live in faith. Uh, those are going to dwell with him in his house and his spiritual family is what he's talking about. Uh, And he that walketh in a perfect way, God says, shall serve me. And that's emphasized by Christ in Matthew, uh, where he says, um, Uh, Be ye perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. And that's Matthew. so that's emphasizing by Christ Himself, and that's further emphasizing this particular verse here. Uh, God says, "He that uh, he that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me," and that is a commandment from Christ as well in Matthew five forty-eight, if I'm not mistaken. He uh, says, uh, "Be ye perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect." So that's what we're required to do: work to attain spiritual perfect- perfection, and it's a you know it's something that we have to do on a daily basis. It don't happen overnight, you know. But uh, we're working on a daily basis to beat the flesh down, bring it under the subjection to the, to the law, the commandments, and the word of God as a whole. And, but it goes on to say, he that worketh the shall not dwell within my house, God says. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I might cut off all wicked doers from the city of the Lord. God is emphasizing that he's going to destroy all the wicked from the land. That's what God's ultimate objective is. Is to destroy the wicked. You know, and that that is emphasized in Psalms uh, chapter 37, if I'm not mistaken. God's uh, objective is to destroy the wicked, to to do away with them permanently. That is what, you know, the, the fate of the wicked. He won't be around. And that's emphasized, um, yeah, actually, in Psalms uh, 37.10, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, where it states, For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be, yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. In other words, uh, you know, uh, even if you search for the wicked, and in, in the world to come, that is, even if you search for the wicked, you won't be able to find him because he's going to be a thing of naught. But it goes into detail more detail in a full chapter of Psalms thirty seven about the fate of the wicked and how God is going to destroy him. That is got what God's ultimate objective is 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 to completely rid the world of the wicked wicked, the wickedness, uh the wicked man, the wicked woman. Uh, like the Bible says, you know, in in, in uh Psalms thirty seven, uh uh yeah it's actually nine through ten uh it, st- it says uh for evildoers shall be cut off but those that wait upon the lord they shall inherit the earth Or the wicked shall be cut off or destroyed is what that term cut off means uh for yet a little while then a wicked shall not be yea thou shalt diligently consider its place and it shall not be uh so as time is coming when god is going to p- that is what god's purpose to destroy them and to do away with them to completely rid the worth and the world of everything wicked but it goes on to say, um, again, I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all wicked doers from the city of the Lord. Uh, but God emphasizes here that again, he that tells lies shall not even tear in God's sight. God says he don't want even the individual that's speaking lies. God, wants him out of His sight. In other words, He's going to destroy him. You know, uh, so you know that's that's a permanent way of ensuring that he won't be in God's sight. You know, because, you know, I mean, you, you can't exist and not be in God's sight. That's, that's speaking about doing away with the, with the liar permanently. And I hope to make that even more clear to you as we proceed. I mean, you can't exist in life and not be in God's sight, you know, you, you know on a physical or spiritual level. If you still exist on a physical level, you're always in God's sight because he sees everything all the time. So that God is emphasizing here that he's not going to tear in his sight, meaning that he's going to do away with them. And again, I hope to make that even more clear to you and confirm that uh, by the, God's, the word of God itself. Now let's continue Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19. As it states here, these six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. Again, that lying tongue, once again being emphasized. A heart that devises wicked imaginations. Feet that be swift in running to mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies. There we go, we're talking about lies again. And he that soweth discord among brethren. <laughs> So, God is emphasizing again that a lion tongue is an abomination, Almighty God. You know, now God never, you know, God refers to lion as an abomination, uh, homosexuality as an abomination, but God has never referred to murder as an abomination. Only in the case of murder is it done in a a situation because, to to be honest with you, King David uh, had some of the bloodiest hands of any king. You know, he was actually you know went to god and wanted to build god's temple and god told him "No, you can't be my build my temple Said, you got too much blood on your hands you know he loved him nevertheless though uh he said but you're not a a, a priest you're king and it's a difference uh if an individual is going to build a temple of god he has to be priestly he can't be he can't be have he can't have blood in his hands but nevertheless king david was still considered righteous in god's eyes because every life that king david took was abominably wicked for the most part. And God had justified. That he take th- those individuals lives. But. Uh, he. Uh, he. Um, you know. God never referred. It doesn't refer to murder as an abomination. But he refers to homosexuality. Lying. As abominations. And this refers to these things as a detestable in his eyes not murder necessarily especially it depends on what the murder you know what what is the, the murder centered around you know, you know why did what was the person life life taken you know and uh you know again king david has some of the most bloodiest hands in bible history you know so bloody that god said you can't build my temple because your hands are too bloody you got too much blood on your hands and they, you know they used to celebrate and they used to say king they saw has killed his thousands but david has k- killed his tens of thousands you know so david has tens of thousands of has slain tens of thousands of men but yet and still he was considered righteous in god's eyes you know because he was a good man that was destroying evil for the most part he kept god's commandments for the most part uh you know that the uh he wasn't a he didn't break the the, the murder commandment as it relates to him um thou shalt not kill uh speaking about killing um you know his fellow uh comrades and things of that nature but in terms of slang, wickedness you know god didn't have a problem with that you know and that's what he actually instructed king david to do uh, so he never broke god's law and uh, he was a good man he had a good heart and he loved god greatly uh you know and so i mean the fact that he had a lot of blood on his hands didn't dictate or determine that he was a wicked individual that's not the case at all and yeah, this, you know, um, you know, God looks at m- 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 many more criteria than that. You know, every life that King David took was pretty much wicked and abominably wicked. These individuals, some wicked, bloodthirsty individuals themselves, that had that, that taken many lives and done had done abominable evil. And God instructed King David to strike them all down. Don't make them, make no mistake about that. God never referred to murder as an abomination, but he refers to to the lion as an abomination homosexuality as abominations that are worthy of being burned alive in the lake of fire and i hope to make that even more clear to you as we proceed but again let's go over that again these six six things that doth the lord hate yea seven are an abomination unto him: proud look a lion tongue and hands to shed innocent blood a heart that divides wicked imaginations feet that be swift in running to mischief a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that the score among brethren. But he's saying a lying tongue. That's an abomination. False witness that speaketh lies, bearing false witness is what I covered previously. That's an abomination. And the Bible tells us in Revelation twenty-one seven through eight that all the abominable liars, uh, you know, will have their part in the lake of fire. Now let's continue to Proverbs ten eighteen. Proverbs ten eighteen, as it states here, he that hideth hatred with lying lips, and he that uttereth the slander is a fool. Now how is it that a person that utters a slander is a fool? Why is he considered such a big fool? Because of what uh, how offensive it is to Almighty God, and how God plans on punishing it by destroying the, the slanderer. Again it is a serious offense to Almighty God. God plan- promises to destroy the liars slanderers and those that bear false witness when he judges them because again how destructive it can be and it is the act of a coward in every sense of the word a big liar a malicious liar is a coward a coward is a liar they go hand in hand they can be used interchangeably A, a coward a big coward is a liar and a liar is a coward Make no mistake about that. A person that lies maliciously and slanders like that, ain't nothing but a big coward, you know. That's just the truth. And let's continue to Proverbs 18, 7. As it states here, a fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. It says a fool's mouth is his destruction. That's his destruction. A big fool's mouth is what is going to result in him being destroyed, is what that amounts to. And it says his lips are the snare of his soul. His lips are what get, get, get him in, uh, 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 it's going to result in his soul being snared and destroyed. Uh, that's what that amounts to. So what he, what he lets roll out, come out of his mouth and let rolls off his tongue is going to result in his destruction. And his lips are the snare of his soul because, because of what he lets come out of his mouth. Let's continue to Proverbs 18.21. Proverbs 18.21 as it states here. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Now is it again. Uh, your death and your life. Are in the power of your own tongue. And when the, them that love it. Or them that love the. The, the, uh, the act of malicious lying. And slandering and bearing false witness. They're going to eat the fruit thereof. And what fruit is that? The fruit of destruction. Uh, and I'll be making that even more clear to you as we proceed. The fruit of death. That's the fate of Elias person that engages in an act of slandering and lying especially when they're filthy themselves the fact that you you do it and you're not you can be a a, a person with this uh you know got a a problem with lying and slandering but you know uh but if you're filthy in conjunction with that either way it it leads to death but if you're filthy in conjunction conjunction with that you pervert it and twist it yourself and you engage in an act of van false witness and lying on others you're good as dead. And you can believe that a lot. And all you have to do is accept Jesus Christ verbally as your Savior without any change in behavior and a departure from that. And you are a complete fool because that is not supported by God's Word. And I go into more detail about that in the audio entitled uh, "Repentance: What Is It Exactly? And also, Are You a Hater of God? I go into more detail about those subjects. You know, and what God is going to do to the the, the liar. And, I mean, until the, to the wicked. And... uh and what's what is required of us to be to be viewed as repentant in God's eyes? And you can go to info, Go to the top of the site uh, to Bible teachings, or you can go to the categories for audios, and uh, you can listen to that uh, those particular audios right off the site. Well, let's go over that one more time. Proverbs 18:21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Your death and your life are in the power of your own tongue. what you let roll off your what of, you let roll off your tongue or come out of your mouth is can result in whether you live or die when you are judged, and that is simply what that means now let 's continue to proverbs 19.5. this is a states: false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall not escape. Now this is an audio, really, and in in actually in a remake of an audio idea, like in, uh, like in the nine, well, in like two oh. Uh, the original audio was probably done like in two thousand seven, I think it was. Uh, so this is really and actually a remake uh, of the audio. Uh, but again, let's go. The, again, that's Proverbs nineteen five, as it states: "Here, false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall not escape." What is that saying? It's just it's self-explanatory. The Bible says a false witness is not going unpunished. And the person that speak li- speaketh lies will not escape, not escape what? His destruction, his punishment. The fate of the liar is death by fire. That is something that is clearly and powerfully communicated by God's word. I hope to make that even more clear to you as we proceed. Let's continue to Proverbs 19:9. 9. As it states here, a false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall perish. Perish means to die, to be destroyed. So, God is emphasizing that the person that speaks lies is going to be die, he's going to be destroyed. The false witness, he's not going unpunished. The same thing, and that punishment has to do with the spiritual destruction because of how offensive lying is and how destructive lying is. You know, you can just uh, you completely destroy a person's life by lying and bearing false witness against them. and that person not even know you're doing it. It's a cast act of a coward. You know, I ain't never had no respect for cowards like that. It is something the biggest, just, just they pathetic, really. You know, it's just a, it's a confirmation how weak and broken they are. But I've never had a respect for anybody that engages in that type of behavior. And it is a more, even more detestable in God's eyes. God can't stand it. He can't stand cowards like that. And he's going to destroy them. And his word is clear about that. You are not know, getting away with them lies. And if you don't believe this, you you know, I, I, you know I'm not, uh, you know, understanding. I'm not leaving, it, losing any sleep. If you don't heed the, 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 the message, if you don't heed it, that's on you. You know, and that's just a confirmation of how wicked you are. You know, and rest assured, you're going to get what's coming to you. Uh, so if you don't heed it, that's on you. And I'm not going to lose any sleep if you don't heed the message. I'm just, my job is to hear, to put it out there. You know, if you embrace it and you change, great. If not, that's on you. And you'll find out how offensive it is and how uh, terribly it's going to be punished when you face, face God. But if you haven't repented of it and turned from it, it's going to be pretty much too late at that point. Make no mistake about that. Now let's continue to Isaiah chapter 59 verses 1 through 4. Isaiah chapter 59 verses 1 through 4. As it states here, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. Neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. Your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. That again, God emphasizing those lies again. Your tongue have uttered perverseness, lies, and all types of evil that that, that roll off the tongue. None calleth for justice, nor any pleaders for the truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. So God is saying that his hand is not short, and this, that it cannot save, and his ears is not heavy, that it cannot hear. God is not deaf, and there ain't no limitations to what God can do. God power is not limited he can save if if you know but the problem is your iniquities have separated you between your and your god you know so you know Now I've, i remember listening to this this one young lady was telling me i was on a job and she was telling me um i've been i've been praying to god my, and i've been having faith you know and i've been praying to god and ain't nothing happening and, you know, and, and, you know, me, for me, observing her behavior, you know, she was engaging in things that she shouldn't be doing, you know, like, you know, talking and gossiping and, and uh, uh, you know, fornication, having sex outside of marriage. Uh, uh, she was doing a number of things, you know, but based on what that false line minister had told her, that all you have to do is have faith and pray, uh, you know, not ag- not acknowledging God's commandments and his word. Like the Bible tells us in uh, James chapter 2. Uh, verses uh, 19 through 26, uh, you know, and emphasizes that faith without works is dead. So you can have all the faith in the world if, you do, if you're if not supported by works, uh, which which means uh, keeping the commandments and the word of God as a whole and and, and stepping out in faith on that thing, uh, your, your faith is dead, you know. But she was saying that she was praying and nothing, I've been praying, ain't nothing happening. I'm saying to myself, and ain't nothing going to happen, you know. Not based on the way you live in your life, you know. But she's emboldened into these lies, and I probably told her that she probably still wouldn't uh, believe me because she's been so brainwashed by these false lying ministers, you know, and the fact that they have the title of minister, and they automatically assume that they're God's ministers. But like I've covered in previous audios, uh, you know, ordination cannot, does not come from a piece of paper and from man. That comes only from God through a predestination. True ordination comes by predestination, no other way. You can't buy it off a certificate, off the Internet. and anoint or appoint yourself a minister of God, it don't work like that. A self-appointed minister of God. It does not work like that. Every apostle, every prophet, every king were predestined. That's emphasizing throughout the Bible. I covered that in previous audios in Ephesians. Uh, um, Ephesians and Romans chapter 8. You know, what the, the Bible emphasizes that uh, them that God... Uh, uh, foreknew he predestinated them that he predestinated he called them that he called he uh, justified and them that he justified he glorified so it's a process and it begins with the predestination that is something that is clearly outlined in romans chapter eight verses uh uh, i think it's like 28 through 31 or 32 uh you know so that that's where it begins first in the predestination phase and that's further emphasizing in uh ephesians uh Uh, Chapter 1, 5, and 111, if I'm not mistaken. You know, so uh, true ordination does not come from a piece of paper. It comes from a predestination. All God's apostles and prophets were predestined to be that. They were chosen before they were even born to be prophets. They were chosen before they were even being born to be kings. They were chosen before they were even born to be apostles, all of them. That applies to Jeremiah, Isaiah, Hezekiah, King David, uh, John, Paul, Peter, all of them, James, Timothy. All of those individuals were predestined to be what they are. And it cannot come from a piece of paper. Predestination, ordination I should say, comes from a predestination. It can't come from a piece of paper. You can't buy this. This is given by Almighty God. Before these individuals were even born. Again, it's further confirmed in uh, Ephesians 1.5 and Ephesians 1.11. And also Jeremiah chapter uh, 1 verse 5. And God told Jeremiah that I pre, uh, preordained you, he said, before I formed you in the belly, he said, I knew you before I even formed you. You know, that's that, that you know, that's further confirmed again in Romans chapter eight and in and, and Ephesians chapter one, verses five and Ephesians one, eleven. God said, I knew you uh, before I formed you in the belly. I knew you He told Jeremiah, he said, before you came out of your mother's womb, I sanctified you. He so ordained you a prophet unto the nations, and I'm really following that same tradition. And if you don't know it, you will know it. You know, I'll let God prove that to you. I'm not here to convince you. I'll let God convince you of uh, who uh, who I am. I'm predestined to do this. I'm a predestined servant of Almighty God. Check my check my accuracy rate. You know, and this ain't about toot my horn. This is about God being glorified here. That's what my focus is, and not my, my self. It's not about self exa- exaltation with me. You know, I'm not out here to convince you uh, that I'm of God's prophet. I'll let God convince you of that. But you go to my site and you check my accuracy rate. Everything that I say happens, happens. If I say it's going to be drought, it happens. If I say it's going to be tornadic activity, it happens. If I say it's going to be a polar vortex, it happens. I just wrote recently that the third port of vortex is on its way. And and you check, check, uh, check the news and you'll see that it's on its way. It's coming. But you check... My accuracy rate, you know, don't believe me. Believe what you're seeing with your own eyes. You know, I'm not here to convince you. God will convince you as to who I am. But I know who I am. But God will convince you. But it behooves you to figure that out. It behooves you to hurry up and get it figured out before it's too late. But I know who I am. Check my accuracy rate. Anything that I say is going to happen, it happens. And that's merely God backing me up. And he's doing it because he's his it's his way of telling you this is my servant. Listen to him because he's telling you the truth. Everything that he's telling you that's coming out of his mouth is accurate. And that's way that's God's way of backing me up and, and 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 showing you that I'm his servant. Check my accuracy rate. Go to my site www.truthplainandsimple and uh actually my site is under is being rebuilt, but I had many more uh things that I prophesied were going to happen and they happened. <laughs> but I had to rebuild it and I lost some information you know, somebody actually tried to hijack my site you know. uh, you know, but I've taken steps to ensure that that does not happen again but uh, I lost a lot of information a lot of prophetic words that I, uh, that I spoke on that site came true but there's still a number uh, that I was, I was able to retrieve and uh, they're back on the site and, and new prophecies uh, prophetic words that I put on the site and you see those happening right before your eyes check my accuracy rate Go to my site and check it for yourself. Everything that I say, if it's going to be a pull of vortex, it happens. If I tell you it's going to be floods, it, they happen. If I tell you it's going to be tornadic activity, it happens. If I tell you it's going to be strong winds, they happen. If I tell you it's going to be extreme droughts, they are happening when I say they're happening. And that's God's way of telling you that it is. this is my anointed servant. Listen to him because what he's telling you is the truth. Now don't believe me, believe what you're seeing with your own eyes. But let's continue. Let's continue to Ezekiel chapter thirteen, verse twenty-two. Ezekiel thirteen, verse twenty-two, as it states here: "Because with lies ye have made the heart of the righteous sad, whom I have not made sad, and strengthened the hands of the wicked, that he should not return from his wicked way." So, you know, you're basically God saying, "I'm not making my my servants sad. You are making them sad because of these lies that you're speaking against them." Like the Bible covered in my audio, uh, God's love for his servants. God is just going to deal with that terribly. You know, excuse me. God is going to deal with that terribly. God takes the persecution line and slander of his servants very, very seriously and promises anybody who is engaging in that is definitely gonna be destroyed. You know, God ain't looking to show no mercy to anybody who regularly engages in an act of flying and persecuting his servants. You can rest assured of that. And if you continue in that behavior, you won't be uh you won't be partaking of life, this physical life uh, for a very long time, I can pretty much assure you that your life is going to be cut short. I go into more detail about that in audio entitled "God's Love for His Servants." You can go to the, w- the audio, I mean the site www. info. Go to the top of the site to Bible teachings, or go to the the categories and uh, the audio, and uh, you can listen to those audios right off the site. You know, but I encourage you to listen to the audio entitled "Are Your Hate of God, God's Love for His Servants." Uh, repentance, what is it exactly? And the commandments, were they done away with? You know, you get a wealth of knowledge from those particular audios. Uh, but uh, God says, I've not made my servant sad, but you have with your lies. And he goes on to say, He say, I, Whom I have not made sad. And he says, You strengthen the hands of the wicked that he should not turn from his wicked way. Well, how are you doing that? Because you're calling the wicked righteous. And you're calling the righteous wicked. You're lying on the righteous and calling them uh, wicked. And you're lying to the wicked by calling them righteous. And God emphasizes in Isaiah chapter 5 verses 20-25 how he's going to deal with that. He says, Woe unto the man that calls evil good and good evil, that justify the wicked. For he would take, take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. And also in uh, Proverbs seventeen fifteen, where God says that uh, he that justifieth the wicked and those that tempt condemneth the just, even they both are an abomination to Almighty God. And again, God emphasizes in Revelation 21, 7 through 8, that all the abominable will have their place in the lake which burneth with fine brimstone, which is the second death. And referred to as the second death because it's the final death, because you're resurrected back to life, back to life to give an account. If you found worthy of that lake of fire, that is where you're going. But that's how you strengthen the hands of the wicked, because you call the wicked righteous. And and he don't turn from his wickedness because you're telling these, these, these sexual deviants, these perverts, these haters of God because this is what they are now the way I put it some people excuse me may be offended by that you know but I'm not all I'm doing is telling you the truth a homosexual is a pervert and a sexual deviant lesbians are sexual deviants and perverts I mean that's just just the truth God's word confirms that I'm not telling any, I'm not telling a lie. Now, the way I say it I don't know how you want me to say it I don't know how to candy coat it and I'm not gonna candy coat it. I'm gonna call it what it is A homosexual is a pervert and a sexual deviant and a hater of God. And that's fully confirmed in God's word in Romans chapter 1, verses 26 to 32. God's word is true. God refers to them as haters of God, murderers, liars, slanderers, and some of everything else. And this is what they are. But this is what you're telling these individuals, that they are righteous. And because of their and what they do is good in God's eyes, So they they don't turn from their wickedness you know you got these you got these perverts and sexual demons convinced that they live in life righteous lives in God's eyes but in reality they are abominable and sickening and disgusting in God's eyes and they're going progressively worse because you can't embrace a filthy perverted lifestyle like that and expect to grow better from a spiritual uh, or character uh, uh, perspective from in terms of character you will only get worse you know that's just like a a doctor or physician telling a terminal cancer patient that you, you, you you're the picture of health don't worry about it you're getting, you're getting better but this man is emaciated or this woman is emaciated eyes are sunk back in their heads you know can't eat can't hold their, their waist you know but the doctor is telling them that they're in, that they're in the, the picture of health and that's the same thing when you tell these sexual deviants that they're they righteous. What's going to happen? They're going to get more filthy and wicked and perverse and ungodly. It, it's completely, it's a continuous and constant regression. It does not get better. They're going to get progressively worse, more twisted and ungodly to their destruction. It almost, uh, 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 it's almost a shoe- in that they're going to be destroyed. Because all that evil is going to be judged. Make no mistake about it. And some, and, and some of the, the, the milder forms of evil are, g- are going to result in condemnation. Like the Bible says in, in Peter, and if the righteous scarcely be saved, in Peter chapter 4, the first Peter, I think it is, chapter 4, first Peter chapter 4, if I'm not mistaken. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, how shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? The righteous man is going to scarcely be saved himself. How shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? And so that's what you're doing. You tell these individuals that they're decent. They're good in God's eyes. So, you know, they're not trying to get better. You know, they're, they're continuing in their filthy evil and perversion. are getting worse. You know, more detestable and most, more abominable in God's eyes. And so that's how you, um, you strengthen the hands of the, with the wicked and the evildoers. And, you know, that's why they don't turn from their wickedness, because you telling them that they're righteous already. Well, you got them believing in these, and these false ministers are guilty of that. Uh, but uh, you know, as again, as it states in um, uh, that's First Peter chapter uh, four again. I think it's seventeen through eighteen, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, first Peter chapter four, verses seventeen through eighteen, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but it states that the righteous scarcely be saved. You know, how shall the ungodly and the and sin sinner appear? You know, it says that the judgment must begin at the house of God first. And if it first began at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? So if the righteous are going to barely make it themselves, what is going to be the fate of the wicked? I mean, you answer that question, if the righteous are going to barely make it themselves, what, what is going to be the fate of the wicked? All right, and so that's what you do when you tell these perverts and these sexual deviants, these haters of God that are given over to these this filthy sexual behavior, which makes them even more filthy and evil and wicked, you know. And they think that they're getting better and, and being enlightened. And ain't nothing but a massive satanic deception. And that's from the, the terms of the lesbians and the homosexuals. They're getting worse, more twisted, more perverted, more separate from God, more powerfully influenced by Satan. They're going to get it's a steady and progressive regression. You know, and that's a, pl- you know, that's a play on words that these liberals use, these liberal perverse groups use. They're calling themselves progressives now. So, they're, you know, basically fooling you into believing that the, the, the fact that they're going in a way that's opposite and contradictory to what God teaches and what God says is progression. But in reality, they, they are regressing. So don't be fooled by that play on words. They're not a progressive group. They're a regressive group. All right, they're going backwards, they're not going forwards they're going backwards to their complete and utter destruction on a physical and spiritual level and these 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 proud, arrogant, pompous men and women in positions of power are about to get thoroughly acquainted with the God of wrath and judgment because of that, make no mistake about it. they're going to be crying and begging for mercy, you know calling out to God like the Bible says, you know God help us and save us, and that, that that's how it happens. When, when it gets real bad. God help us. I'm sorry. Okay. If you Give me another chance. If you give me one more chance. I promise you. I won't. You know. I, I do it. I do it right. You know. But it's going to be pretty much too late at that point. And I can guarantee you that the atheists are going to be crying out for God as well. You know, those are the ones that say that they don't believe in God. When it gets to the point where that, they're faced with uh, more, their mortality is threatened. It's a big difference. They're going to be calling out to God. God save us. Please. Give me another chance. If you give me another chance, um, I promise you, just one more chance. Give me a quarter of a chance. Give me three-fourths of a chance. Please. This is how it gets. And this is how it's going to be. These pompous, arrogant, proud, perverse, ungodly men in positions of leadership and authority are going to be begging for mercy. And they're going to be destroyed. God is not going to give them mercy. His word is clear about that. And he's not going to show them mercy when he judges them. Make no mistake about them. Let's continue Uh, to Matthew chapter 12 verses uh, 36 to 37. Matthew chapter 12 verses 36 to 37. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. But from Christ himself, that is from the Messiah, Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. Uh, A number of these individuals, they try to separate Christ from God and God from Christ. That is extremely offensive to God. That's going to get you in trouble with God and Jesus. You know, for you to try to separate the Father from the, the Son and the Son from the Father. You know, ain't no separating the two. They're in total and absolute agreement. Whatever God says, Christ is in total agreement with. If God says destroy him, that's what Christ says. If Christ says destroy him, that's what God says. If God says love him, that's what Christ is going to do. If God, Christ says love him, that's what God is going to do. They're in complete and total agreement can't separate the two you know but I have these, you have these sexual deviants uh, trying to twist God's word and make it appear that God and Christ are separate in their views you know pathetic they're pathetic and instead of departing from the filth you know they become more anti-God and more wicked you know because they're consumed by their filthy lust they're shackled by their filthy lust that's what it amounts to and you got these false line ministers uh, telling them that they're okay you know and, and the, 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 the false line ministers really, ministers are pu- really supposed to act as spiritual doctors, physicians, you know. And when you see that spiritual condition as pathetic and, 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 and destructive and sick as it is, you know, you're supposed to tell them what it is. And tell them that the only way to correct it is to depart from it and change your behavior to fall in line with what the Bible uh, defines as proper moral behavior. That's the only way to change and correct it. Not by telling them that God accepts them in that filthy state. That is not consistent with the word of God. For more information on that, uh, listen to the audio entitled that I, I did entitled, Are You a Hater of God? Also listen to the audio entitled, Repentance, What Is It Exactly? we are go into more detail about those things. Also the commandments, the law, where they're done away with. Let's go over that one more time though. Uh, Matthew chapter 12 verses 36 to 37. As it states here, but I say unto you that every idle word that man shall speak... Every idle word they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Let's continue to James chapter 3 verses 5 through 8. James chapter 3 verses 5 through 8. As it states here, even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. In other words, you know, it don't take nothing but a little fire to, to, to start a massive fire. You know, you can start a big house fire by, by a little fire. You know, you can burn down a whole block just from a matchstick. You know, and that's what it amounts to. And it's the same thing with the tongue. It's so little, but it's so destructive. And it goes on to say in the tongue, excuse me, the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. In other words, that lying tongue, that perverse tongue is going to be burned up by hell fire itself. And fire of hell is just synonymous for death fire because the term hell is, uh, is a Hebrew term, which means grave of death. And in result of being cast into that fire, the lake of fire is death forever. And that's why it's referred to as hellfire or death fire. It goes on to say, for every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed. And have been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Why, it's saying that a man cannot tame it, but God can tame it. You know, If you submit to God's authority and will, he'll tame it. You know, and uh, it goes on to say, it is an unruly evil, full of deadly, deadly poison. The tongue that is, is unru- it is unruly evil and it is full of deadly poison because of the venom that it spews. How destructive that is and how how God, seriously God takes it, you know. But Listen, I mean, like I said, you know, no man is perfect. And I mean, before you, before the fear of God began to cultivate in me, and I began to get more focused on keeping his commandments and, and, and striving to keep his commandments and his word as a whole. Excuse me. You know, I mean, uh, uh, you know, I was f- full of pride for the most part myself and a proud tongue is a is a let almost anything roll off of it. And I was guilty of that myself, you know, especially if I got upset. Especially if I got upset, you know, I let some things roll off my tongue, you know, and especially if I was angry. I mean, I let some things roll off my tongue, but I've learned to bridle my tongue, you know, as I'm instructed by God's word and to, and to purge myself of pride, which is the source of all that, uh, that unruly and evil behavior. Cultivates that behavior. Pride and the tongue together is a deadly combination for you. You know, if you don't get it under control. It's going to result in death when judged. God's word is clear about that. But it said it is an unruly evil and it is full of deadly poison because of the venom that it spews. Now let's continue. To Revelation twenty one verses seven through eight. That's Revelation twenty one verses seven through eight. And it culminates here. This is the culmination of it all. This is where the liars are heading. All right. And it's been further confirmed throughout the Word of God as you've as you've seen here. Don't believe me. Believe the word of God. Don't believe me. Believe God's word. But it just states here. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone which is the second death. Now it says all liars. It didn't even say all for murderers. And whoremongers and sorcerers, but it says all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. Now, why is that? Because how, how offensive a lying is, to Almighty God. It's a coward's way of doing things, you know. And I've kn- I've known a few individuals like that. Cowards, it's just weak, you know. And they, they, that's how they fight, you know, because they ain't got no heart for, to fight no other way. So how they fight is lying like cowards behind your back, you know. And I've been subject to that, and I'm still subject to that pretty much, you know, but you couldn't pay them, them same cows, to say that mess in my, you couldn't pay them to say it in my face, especially if I, if I was living, or the way that I was living previously, you know, you know, now they, now they may do it now, because they know, you know, uh, uh, you know, my, what, what recourse do I have, you know, I can't, you know, I can't knock them senseless, I can't, I I couldn't do that, because God, God's word forbids that, you know, but God, you know, God will deal with that situation. I've been seeing with my own eyes. Lies dropping dead left and right. And God is still dealing with them the same way. Like I covered previously in this audio, you're going to see that to be the case with these sexual deviants. these haters of God, these perverts who engage in the act of falsely accusing others of what they do. They're going to start dropping dead, being destroyed in terrible accidents, car accidents, violent acts. You know, because God has grown completely impatient with these. These sexual demons and these perverts. And the level of deception that they're cultivating in society. The homosexual movement and the lesbian movement is one of the is the biggest, the most ungodly and evil movement on the face of the earth today. And I say that without any reservations because I know it to be the absolute truth. And the reason I elaborate on this pretty much in all these audios is because I know what uh, uh, that this nation is embracing this filth. And I know what God is going to do to the nation for embracing the filth. God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah for that filthy, nasty perversion. And he's about to do the same thing to the United States. God ain't no respected persons, you know. It don't matter to God. You know, you disrespect God like that and you're going to get a response. And America's about to get a response. to getting it already. You know, but you got ungodly men like President Obama in office, you know. And the fact that he supports this filth tells me everything that I need to know about him, you know. And that's why I call him that. Because of the fact that he supports this, or anybody supports this, that tells me everything that I need to know about you. You support something as filthy as this, that involves another man's wading through fecal matter. Disgusting penis and disgusting anus. Disgusting poop and penis. Both of them are disgusting. I don't know which one is the most disgusting. Both are filthy. You know. But do you support this. That tells me everything that I need to know about you as an individual in terms of your character. That goes for the midline false ministers, you know, these other politicians in politicians in, and positions of leadership, these followers, you know, you have a number of followers in positions of leadership. They don't make you a leader because you're in a position of leadership. And they don't make you a leader because you hold the highest office, the highest executive office. They don't make you a leader, you know. Pretty much weasels your way in that, into that position. And your stance on a number of these topics tells me everything that I need to know about you and tells me that you are not a leader, that you are conformist and you are a follower. And pretty much that you have an evil agenda based on the direction that you're, you're taking this nation in and the things that you're supporting and promoting. That tells me everything that I need to know about you, you know, your character. Ain't no righteous man that with a, any semblance of righteousness in him is going to support something as filthy and disgusting as homosexuality, bisexuality, and lesbianism. That's the same for man or woman. If you have a semblance of decency in you and righteousness, there's no way you'll support something like that. And even more so that the, the, the fact that it's condemned by Almighty God himself. The God said it is punishable by death because it's so disgusting. Why do why do God does God hate it so much? Because of the evil that it produces, which is emphasized in Romans chapter 1, verses 26 to 32. God's word is true. I've seen it with my own eyes over and over again. That's why God hates it so much. That's why God said it is punishable by death when it, it is judged. You know, you'll understand that when God when God exposes these haters of God and these sexual demons for what they really are. All their secrets and the things that they were doing in the dark, you're going to be shocked in terms of the lies and everything else that they were doing. But you're going to be shocked and they're going to be shocked at the the seriousness and the, the painful, the horrificness of the punishment. You know, going to be a lot of crying and begging for mercy on that day. And there's going to be a lot of crying and begging for mercy, and this coming destruction and judgment on the United States and these other nations to support that filth. Make no mistake about that. And not just in this, but the fact that they're, they're, you have mass murder in the urban neighborhoods and communities, homosexuals uh, and lesbian marriage, the promotion of that filth, and transhumanism. That's another thing. And, and the support and promotion of. of uh, of um, black magic and sorcery throughout the nation, all these are serious abominations. That's what God is sending all these warning shots. Excuse me, we just had a, an incident where a uh, asteroid just zipped back planet Earth. You know, got pretty close. You know, you know, closer than much closer than normal and usual. Like I, I've covered uh, uh, in, in a previous audio. The great and terrible day of the Lord that's coming when God is going to be hurling asteroids at the planet Earth because of the evil of the the the, the people, and that's coming, and that, that that is really God sending warning shots, you know, you better get it together, you know, because the only the the only thing it's going to result in in mad death on a massive scale on a physical and spiritual level. All roads lead to the judgment seat of Almighty God. That's what you need to understand. You need to to modify your behavior to fall in line with what God calls good and right, not with what uh, men and women call good and right, you know. People have a tendency to embrace anything that these celebrities say, these rappers and these celebrities, you know, these actors, these entertainers, these singers and things of that nature, you know. They'll say something and, and, and you'll have people saying that, oh, words of wisdom, you know this person might say may, may put something out there like a celebrity or an actor or a rapper or a singer or an inter- entertainer and these people will jump right on it yes uh, you've lifted me up wow you have you're such a visionary you know not even analyzing the statement you know of what the person said not even analyzing it because but because this person is a celebrity you know they jump right on it and support it you know but the bible says that an individual who does that you know, for a piece of bread, will that man transgress, the man that has favor, you know, towards an individual because of their status, it says, for a piece of b- that man can't be trusted, you know, he has no character, that because for a piece of, piece of bread, will that individual transgress, and you give him a little money, he'll transgress, you know, and that that that, that type of person is completely void, and uh, bankrupt of any character, God ain't got no use for no types of individuals like that, you know, that follow the crowd uh, and, 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 and praise and worship these individuals because of their status. Individuals that do that are sickening in God's eyes. And, you know, that's another thing. That's another reason why God called me, because I've never been that type of individual. I've never been impressed by man or woman. You know, I don't care nothing about that person's status, you know, who they are in this world, what they've attained in this world. You know, their accomplishments. That stuff means nothing to me. You know, I look at the character of individual. You know, I know several individuals who who, uh, work eight hours a day. You know, some individuals who hold, you know, government offices, you know. But they're corrupt to the core. you know. That is not how you define character. You define character based on what that individual and how that individual is conducting themselves as it relates to the way God defines moral character. Not the way the world defines it. And that's why the, the Bible's God's word says uh, that the individual who is highly esteemed in the eyes of man is an abomination to Almighty God. And a number of these celebrities, unfortunately, are highly esteemed in the eyes of men. You know, and these entertainers and things of that nature. You know, they, they, they worship and praise by these people. And you see, God understands that uh, anything that this world loves is backwards. You know, because this world does not love the things of God. You know, this world hates the things of God. You know, but this is, you know, uh, pretty much where we're at. But uh, as you see, you know, how offensive the, the sin of lying is to Almighty God and what he plans on doing to that individual who happily and freely, viciously and maliciously engages in the act of lying, ban, false witness and, and slander it. You know, something that, they, again, these perverse uh, groups and uh, individuals are engaged in to a large degree. Lying and slandering, you know, especially these young people and this young generation. So much so that these, these youngsters are committing suicide because they don't have the maturity, the knowledge, the wisdom, uh, the mental fortitude and emotional uh, stability to deal with these, to cope with the, the, these, uh, that type of, uh, those types of attacks and abuse. So, you know, they, they view as suicide as the only viable option, you know, but those individuals that engage in that act, those acts of slandering like that, falsely accusing others of what they do. You're going to see them dying off, unfortunately. And then car accidents and accidents, diseases, violent acts. Because God is going impatient with this perverse and ungodly generation. You know, you're not going to thumb your nose in God's face and think you're not going to get a response. Keep your eyes open. Like I said, you know, check my accuracy rate. Go to my site and see anything. The things that I say, they happen. Don't believe me, believe what you're seeing with your own eyes. And that's God's way of telling you, this is my servant, listen to him. Because he's telling you the truth. Now you can disregard the message all you want, like I said, I'm not losing any sleep. You know, because if you hate this message, you're wicked anyway. And you got, you, you, as far as I'm concerned, you deserve what's coming to you. You know, now, naturally, you know, I hope that that individual will repent and change, uh, of course. You know, but an individual who hates the truth is wicked, you know. And you pretty much deserve what you got coming anyway. So I'm not going to lose any sleep over you not uh, taking heed to the message. You know, that's on you. You know, my job is to put it out there. If you embrace it and accept it and change, that is great. If you don't, I'm not losing any sleep about it. That's on you. You know, but uh, as you see how this, the, the, the sin of lying is detestable in God's eyes. And how God plans on punishing anybody who happily and freely and blatantly and maliciously in, engages in an act of slandering, lying, and ban false witness when he, dis- when he uh, judges them by destroying them, by casting them in the lake of fire, which is horrific, painful, and excruciating. Beyond if the pain is off the charts. You know, I've covered that in previous audios. This is where you're heading if you're engaging in that practice of slandering, cowardly, which is a coward's way of doing things, ban false witness, and lying. To destroy a person's name, uh, his reputation, and their lives in many respects. It's what cowards do. You know? It's the only way they can fight, like a coward. And they're not going to fight any other way. But God's word is clear that those who blatantly and, and, and maliciously engage in that type of that behavior are going to be burned alive. That is something that's clearly outlined by the word of God. Now again, it is, uh, it, this is how it all culminates. This is how it is topped off. Revelation 21, 7 through 8. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, as I've covered previously, that's another abomination. You know, the murderers God hates. The whoremongers, the, the major fornicator, uh, that applies to a man or woman. Idolaters, so those that worship material things. You know, money and things of that nature that, that links uh, and depths that they'll go to get to satisfy the particular thing or get the particular thing. You know, just have no character. You know, they'll sell their soul for, for money, do anything to get the money, sleep with a man. Will, men will sleep with men to get money. Women will sleep with women to get money. In some cases, they'll sleep with animals to get money. In many cases, they're doing that behind closed doors. You know, these weak, broken men and women, you know, and it's sad and unfortunate. Now, but it goes on to say in all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone which is the second death god hates lies and he could we are commanded in his word to not lie thou shalt not lie for a reason because god hates it and he's going to punish it severely don't believe me believe the word of god my name is donald bohannon thanks for listening